It is good to see all of you out this morning, and we are glad that you are here with us. I mentioned to you last week that today's lesson is going to be kind of a special lesson. Uh, this is one that was requested by a friend of mine, and uh, this friend is also a preacher. Now, I wasn't exactly sure how to approach such a lesson, and so I, I asked him you know, if he had any thoughts on, on how to do so, and, and he sent me pretty much an outline. And so I've gone through, and I've added some to it, and I've taken some out, and, and uh, it's kind of a collaboration between the both of us on putting all of this together. Um, as I was going through this lesson, I realized I had more material than, than would fit into one lesson unless I just really, really talked fast. And I didn't want to do that, so what I've decided for today is that we're going to uh, take this lesson and we're going to break it up into two parts. And we'll do the second part this evening, uh, and that way you get the, the whole thought of the message today. Uh, and then next week, Lord willing, instead of, of sticking with this series, we're going to finish up our one-word series with the word Holy Spirit, that name and what it means. And so we'll do that next Sunday morning, and then that will finish off our one-word series. That's the last one that we have for that, that, that series. But anyway, today's lesson, Overcoming Life's Challenges. And as we look at, at overcoming life's challenges, today's lesson is overcoming limitations and disabilities. Overcoming limitations and disabilities. Now there may not be that many of us here that are disabled or may consider ourselves disabled. But when we, we think about disabilities and things of that nature, it's important that we have a, a Christian view of, of that. And as we look at ourselves, I, I know that, that I myself, I wouldn't consider myself to be disabled. But sometimes we, we take for granted the abilities that we have. And so it's important for us to, to, to have a, an idea of those that, that do struggle and to know what they're struggling with and how they are struggling so that we can know how to help them. Sometimes it is hard for us to understand what others are going through. And it often leads to misunderstanding regarding those that deal with them. Sometimes that misunderstanding can lead to such things as, as bullying and, and making fun of others. And, and that shouldn't be a part of the Christian life at all. But we do find that from time to time with different people. For those that struggle with various physical limitations, they are no less human for having to deal with them. And that's something that we should understand. Some limitations, some disabilities come in, in different forms. Some, some people are born with these disabilities. Or maybe they come early in life. Some problems come with growing older. And in that regard, many of us may deal with these same struggles later on. But it's important to, to understand what others are going through. 
Some struggles are caused by trauma or are the result of, of some great tragedy in one's life. And maybe they just struggle to get over that, to, to get through it. It's difficult. In much the same way that speaking of depression helps us to understand more fully those who suffer from it. This lesson speaks to disabilities with the thought in mind that we can all benefit by understanding the struggles of those who suffer. Disabilities are not the equivalent of disease. They are not the equivalent of disease and, and thus those suffering must overcome them differently. And we need to recognize the difference as well. There's a reason that I didn't lump disabilities in with illnesses because disabilities are not illness. It's just people struggling to deal with some of the things that, that do limit what they can do. Our lesson objectives for this morning are first of all to learn what it means to struggle with disabilities and how the Bible teaches us to overcome them. And secondly, to enlighten those of us who do not struggle with disabilities so that we may know how to help those who do. As we begin our lesson for today, and, and I've broken this up, I have four different points. And so we'll do two of them this morning, and we'll, we'll close out with the, the latter two this evening, Lord willing. But as we look at this lesson, it's important for us to define what we're talking about, to, to really explain what we're, we're dealing with. So what disabilities are we talking about? One of the things that, that I thought I would bring out first and foremost as far as disabilities are concerned is that disabilities are also referred to as different abilities. Have you heard that term? It's kind of a, maybe a newer term. But I've heard especially parents with younger children that, that struggle with, with disabilities that they are different abilities. And I love that term. Those who are disabled are, are no less valuable to our society. There is still much that they can contribute. Some disabilities can come from experience. Experience that, that others can learn from. And those who struggle can share their struggles so that others can understand how to help. So as we look at those that, that may not be able to do certain things, one of the things that, that we find is that they're often able to do different things. And maybe they're well able, maybe even more capable than we ourselves are because of their different abilities. So as we look at disabilities, I think it's good for us to, to remember that, that that's all that they are. They're just different abilities. Some people are able to do different things in different ways. And maybe they're not able to do others, but it still doesn't make them any less valuable to our society. 
This lesson deals mostly with physical limitations. There are those that, that have physical limitations. Those that are unable to walk, talk, see, hear, or maybe they just aren't able to do those things well. Those without the freedom of going anywhere at any time without help from others. And some may suffer with multiple disabilities all at once. Think of, of Helen Keller who was unable to, to see. She was mute. She couldn't speak. and She had many different things that, that she overcame as far as her different abilities were concerned. But there are other disabilities too. Not just physical limitations. That's mostly what we think of when we think of disabilities. But there are also those that, that have mental limitations or disabilities that affect the mind. Some suffer from limited mental capacity. Those unable to process things as so-called normal adults do. Well, we think of, of certain things such as Down syndrome or autism. Now, these are, are mental disabilities. They're, they're things that we can't really, maybe we can't fully see how they affect a person. But they are, are things that affect the, the growth, the, the processing of the mind. Some simply see and process things a little differently. And there's nothing wrong with that either. Dyslexia. ADD or ADHD, they, they have a limited focus or attention span. And, and some of these we are dealing with more and more in the preschool that we work with. Uh, we have more children that are coming in that, that have been diagnosed or, or maybe are soon diagnosed with autism or ADD or ADHD that, that have a limited uh, attention span and it's difficult to deal with them sometimes. It, it's difficult to, to have that patience with them that we should have. But that's all that they are. They're, they're mental limitations that they have. And, and some are still really smart. They are still really, uh, they, they know more than, than, than I would about certain things. They have, sometimes they have a, a certain focus that, that that's what they like. And so that's what they remember. But again, these are, are mental limitations. And for those with limited or mental limitations, the best way for us to help them is to understand them and practice patience when we are around them. There may be those in our assemblies, when we come together as the church, now and then that, that maybe they are without the ability to control their behaviors during worship. Uh, we've had some recently, and, and we may deal with them in different ways. You know, there are, are some people that even as Christians, and I, I would hate to even really say it, but there are some people that 
really do not do well with disruptions during the service. And then there are others that, that do well, that, that handle them in the right way. Sometimes it's the case with, with just children. When we see children, when we have them come into our assemblies, sometimes they are a bit disruptive, aren't they? And, and I have seen Christians, I've seen people that, that, have, that have been very unkind to a, a mother with a child that, that is making noise. That, that will tell them, well, you need to go to the nursery if, if they're going to act like that. I, I'll tell you from, I, I know that I have a, a preacher friend of mine, someone that, that um, from, from my years of service, that I remember, he once said that, that children didn't bother him. And there were times within the congregation where we might have a, a child and there was someone that was bothered by it and, and his reply was that if they get to making noise, I'll just speak louder. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. And, and noise within the congregation, it doesn't bother me that much. I would much rather a child be in the assembly making noise than for them to be in another room just from a personal standpoint. I, I would understand why a parent would need to take them to another room. But it doesn't bother me. And sometimes it bothers us within the assembly a little too much. And those with disabilities, those that, 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 that aren't able to control themselves, I would rather them be in the assembly than for them to be taken somewhere else. And again, sometimes the way that we deal with those situations we are, are a bit unkind. And is it really that big of a deal? Probably not. I, I bring that up because I, I've been in assemblies where, where those situations have been handled very well. And I've been in assemblies where those situations are handled very poorly. In the last couple of years, I've had the, the ability to visit a, a certain congregation. They, they have the gospel meeting. And, and for the last couple of years, at least, they've had the same speaker. And, and the speaker has a son who is mentally limited. We'll put it that way. And sometimes his son has these outbursts. And, and one of the really neat things to me is that, that as a preacher, as he's up there preaching... Sometimes his son may say something. And I don't know that he really knows what he's saying or, or that he's actually saying anything. It just comes out. And this preacher does such a good job of, of incorporating that into his sermon. If, if it's something that he says, he, he may say something a little bit, a bit about it and then he'll move on to the next point. It doesn't bother him. So as we see those that, that may be a little disruptive in the service, is it really that big of a deal? I, I look at it this way. In the same way that Jesus welcomed little children to come to Him, I believe that we should be welcoming of those with limited mental capabilities.
We want to, to act like Jesus. We want people to see Him in us. And so how we handle those situations, how we handle the parents and, and how we treat them, really has an effect. It really has a, an impact on them as to whether or not we are showing Christ. And we need to be very careful with how we deal with those things and maybe be just a little bit more understanding than what we have been. Jesus addressed how we should treat all those with various limitations and disabilities. And these are very general verses and they're not really speaking specifically to these. But I do think they have a great lesson for us to learn. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Matthew 7 and verse 12. The golden rule, the, the rule that, that applies in almost every situation. Whatever you would want men to do to you, however you would want them to treat you, that's how you treat others. In Matthew 22 and verse 39, when Jesus is giving the, the, the law, the, the new commandment that we are to abide by today, love God, love Him with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And in Matthew 22 and verse 39, He said, said and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love others as you love yourself. Now I can think of how we would, we would, would respond to that. How we would love self. If you truly love self in the way that you should, you're not going to, to allow anything to harm yourself. You're going to take care of yourself. You're going to, to try to do what's best for self. And in that way, do unto others the same. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So we do have these different limitations, these different disabilities that we may come, come face to face with in dealing with people. But deal with them in kindness. Deal with them in love. Deal with them as Jesus would and as He taught us to do. As we are, are looking at dis disabilities, I think it's important for us to understand the source of disabilities. The source of disabilities. First of all, let's notice what the source of dis disabilities is not. Because sometimes we throw blame in the wrong places. The source of disabilities is not God. It is not God. One thing that we find in Scripture is that every good and perfect gift is from above. James chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 James 1 and beginning with verse 16. Do not be deceived. 
my beloved brethren. Every good and or every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God gives good gifts. He doesn't He doesn't give us things that we are, are difficult. Those are not the source of our difficulties. And we'll see exactly what it is in a moment. But they too, even those with disabilities, they too are gifts from God as they too are given the gift of life. God blesses them just as He blesses us. In Genesis 1 and verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Genesis 1.26 is spoken of not just certain individuals. Not even the ones that, that are the ones that serve God, such as Christians today. But it is spoken of all mankind, God's creation. We are created in the image of God. Not the physical image, but the spiritual image. God is spirit, according to John 4. And we need to understand that. So when God says, let us create man in our image, He is saying that He is creating man in the spiritual image of God. All creatures are created by Him. All are given life in the same way. So the source of disabilities, it's not putting blame on God. That's not the source. And the source of disabilities is also not sin. It is not sin. Look for instance with me in John chapter 9 and beginning with verse 1. John chapter 9 and verse 1. We look at a man that was born blind. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that, that he was born blind? They had this idea that, that, that somehow it must have been the sin of his parents. Or it must have been something that he did because that's the only reason that he could be born blind in the way that he is. It's got to be sin. But notice how Jesus answered in verse 3. Neither this man nor his parents sinned. But that the works of God should be revealed in him. There was purpose in that. We'll look at that later. There was purpose in what Jesus was going to do with this man. Who had been born blind. It wasn't sin. But there was something good that was going to come from his blindness. Something that couldn't come unless he was blind. But this man's blindness had a purpose. That God's power might be revealed in him. Have you ever looked upon those that, that maybe aren't able to do certain things? Have you ever looked at them and thought, I wonder what God's purpose is for them. I wonder how God's going to be glorified in their life. And sometimes He is. Sometimes we see those with disabilities that 
that are able to do other things. And God is glorified in them. No, God is, is not the source of disabilities and neither is sin. Let's be careful before we, we cast blame. But what is the source of disabilities in reality? The source of disabilities is Satan. Who uses such things to turn us away from God and faithfulness to Him. That's where these sufferings come from. Look for a moment back to where we were in our scripture reading in Job chapter 2. In Job 2, beginning with verse 1. Again there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil, and still he holds fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him, to destroy him without cause. Have you considered my servant Job? He, he has remained faithful. Verse 4, So Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, Yes, all that a man has he will give for his life, but stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. Notice that, that God didn't inflict these things on Job. But Satan was the one that did. Job is given into the hands of Satan to, for Satan to do whatever he wants to with the exception of taking his life. You cannot take his life. In verse 7, So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And he took for himself a potsherd with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes had painful boils that, that we could not imagine. And, and all he could do was scrape them. And that was the only thing that could bring any kind of relief. Job was suffering physically. And in verse 9, then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die! But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God? And, and shall we not accept adversity? In all this Job did not sin with his lips. 
Oh, God had blessed Job. And Satan came and took it all away. But Job did not sin. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. See, Satan uses adversity to turn us away from serving God. But we can overcome it. We can overcome it. When we face life's challenges, we can, as Christians, overcome them. Now, does that mean that, that as long as we trust in God, that He's going to, to heal every infirmity, that He's going to take, every way, take away every pain and, and everything that we face? in life, every difficulty and life is going to be smooth and it's going to be easy that's not what God has promised in His Word but what God has promised is that He will not leave us nor forsake us, that He will be with us as we deal with adversity that He will help us to overcome spiritually speaking Christian's life is going to be full of adversity. And many are those who have obeyed the gospel and turned away in a moment because they faced adversity. Maybe they had the, the wrong idea to begin with about what becoming a Christian really means. But becoming a Christian means that God will be with us and that He will care for us, that He will carry us through every trial that we face. And we see it in those with disabilities of, of various kinds. We see many who are faithful to God. It, it would be easy for them, and maybe they have in the past, it would be easy for them to, to curse God and die like, like Job's wife wanted them to do. But instead, they put their faith in God. They put their trust in Him, and He is with them. And He carries them through their adversity. And when we see people like that, we, we see, we can see God. We can see His power in their lives. And know that He is with us too. We'll pick up with point number three tonight, Lord willing. The purpose that is found in disabilities. And I hope that you'll be back with us tonight so that we can continue this study together. But I ask you today, are you a Christian? Are you a child of God? Have you obeyed the gospel? We know what we're taught in Scripture. Just what Peter told the Jews to do. Repent. Let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And that's the same thing that we must do today. That is the authority of God. And so, if you've not obeyed the gospel, then we would give you that opportunity. Maybe it is that you need to come in repentance. Maybe you need to ask for prayer. 
for forgiveness for something that you've done. If there's any way that, that we can help you, we would we'll be glad to do so. You'll give us that opportunity. You'll come as together we stand and as we sing.